0: Talked about a love handle, and uh, Shanti helped us once again to get this set up, uh, and how important the friendship uh, part of relationships is so essential. And the Bible says, "If you want friends, get around friendly people." No. That is not what the Bible says, all right? Here, here's what the Bible really says. And if you weren't here last Sunday, you need, or if you forgot, you need to listen to it again. It says, you be friendly. That's what it says. You be friendly. Instead of blaming everybody else and that people are just aren't friendly around here or whatever, the Bible says, mm, no, nope, the answer's in the mirror. You be friendly, and you'll find friends. And so, it's so essential, so important for us. So again, you can listen to last week. But this week, we're going to talk about uh, an essential topic that Shanti mentioned. You know, falling in love doesn't require a whole lot. Basically, a pulse, right? (laughs) To fall in love. But to stay in love requires a plan, And so today, I'm going to talk about something that's a plan for staying together, for how to stay together, because we all want to. We don't want relationships to fail and to falter and to mess up, but they just do, and they do regularly around us. But Shanti tells us that people who are happy make a choice, they make a choice on what they're gonna believe about each other. They make a decision about, it doesn't matter what I see with my eyes. It doesn't matter what I'm, I, I have as far as in front of my face. I'm gonna choose to believe the best at this point. And people who do that have awesome relationships. They are happier Than other people. And and it's amazing that the apostle Paul talked about this in First Corinthians chapter 13. Some of you had this read at your wedding. As a matter of fact, this is probably, I would say, at least in the weddings that I have done, the most requested passage of Scripture in a wedding. And what's interesting is if this was read at your wedding, they told you how to make it last. That whoever performed that ceremony and read that scripture to you, they told you the secret. They told you what it takes in order for a relationship to go The distance. And so I want us to read what maybe you've already heard, or you may already know this and almost can recite it as we go along. But we're going to pick it up in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 4. And here's what it says Love is patient, love is kind, it does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices in the truth. Now, notice that. It keeps no record of wrongs. Some of you grew up in a family where... That wasn't really how it went. Some of you, maybe you grew up in a family where, you know, some tension would come into the room, and maybe your mom would all of a sudden say, well, on December 3rd, 1999, at 3 a.m., we were fighting this same argument, and you said at that point these words, and I quote, and you were like, whoa, mom, you should be a history teacher. That's amazing. How you can just recall all of that and, and bring it back. That's incredible. But it always does that. It always, it always believes the best. And here's verse 7. Bring verse 7. It says, here's what it always does. Does now always is a key word. So everybody say always. Always. It always it always protects, always trusts, always hopes, and always perseveres. That's what Shanti was saying earlier. Is it always does this? This is like the default setting of a successful couple and and so here's the thing is you you may say well that that kind of sounds like love is blind you know well in a way it is because it bears all things King James I think says it believes all things it hopes all things And, and you may say well that sounds like codependency That's what codependent people do. Well, Paul is saying, now, this is an invaluable principle because in every relationship at some point, and and maybe even each day, there'll be a gap in the relationship. There'll, There'll be a gap between what you thought would happen and what happens Okay so so you you think well he will go pick up the kids on time at school but you get a call from the school are you going to pick your kids up Everybody get this Now what what's in between there is a gap and, and so you it's the gap where Okay, you said you'd be here at 4, and it's now 4.30. Or you said you would have dinner ready at 5, and it's now quarter to 6, and still not done. I could have been at work. You promised you wouldn't do that again, and look, there you are doing it Again. You said you would handle this, and and guess what? It's not been handled yet. In every relationship, there's a gap. There's always going to be gaps. You can't avoid it. But what you can do is you can choose what you put in the gap. You can choose what goes in there. And and so we're going to talk today about... Gap fillers, all right? Gap fillers, because really, we're all gap fillers. We all fill in the gap. But the question that we need to wrestle down today is, what do you put in the gap? Because what you put in the gap will determine the success of your relationship. What you put in there, it will determine greatly the relationship itself. So here's, here's the first thing to write down. Is do you believe the best or assume the worst? Do you believe the best or assume the worst? Okay, because here, here's what happens. Between your expectations and reality is a gap and you determine what you'll put in the gap you can believe the best or you can assume the worst and here's how this works to illustrate this how many know negative words are pretty heavy You know even some words that you heard on the playground when you were a kid they're still in there. there's still weight in there, possibly and and then the other words, the positive words, how many know those are light those are lifting that they, they bring a cushion to our lives they they bring help to us, and so what happens and how what this looks like is let's just say. A couple, you know, uh, a phone call comes and says, hey, I'm going to be late again. And he says, you know, she's been working so much lately. She's been so uh, hardworking. Uh, she's, she's always got so much on her plate You know, she does so much around here that, you know, to be late, I mean, that's not really that big of a deal. And I'm sure when she gets here, she's going to have a good reason for why she's late, right? Or you can reach over here. And say, she's always late. What is her deal? How difficult is it to keep time? I got her a new watch for Christmas. For goodness' sake, it can alarm you when you're close to time of needing to get home. And and, and yet she said. I bet she got on the phone with her friend and was talking, 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 talking. Just yakking, 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 yakking. That's why she's late. How many know it's gonna make a big difference when she walks in the door, what you've loaded up. Or, let's say there's some money that um, you know it's like a little bit more got spent this week than what should have been spent, and you try to try to work the budget, and you you got you know defining lines for the budget. And all, but somehow the balance does not reflect the budget. Mm. Okay? So, what can happen is you know, he is such a good guy, and I know he means well, and he just sometimes gets sidetracked with stuff, and I'm sure uh, there's a good explanation for why the, the amount is not balancing what it should for our budget. And I'm sure that uh, he has a good reason for why it's not balancing like it should. And I'll I'll understand that when he explains it. Or you can reach over here and you can say... He is lousy with money. He can't manage it no matter what. He's always been a disaster when it comes to money. He's always messing up. He's always spending more than what should be spent. And who knows? He probably doesn't even have a clue what he even spent it on because he's so Terrible at money. He's so pathetic at it. And, and, and it's not surprising at all that he's messed up our budget. I mean, no, it's going to make a big difference. Now, let me ask you let me ask you when there's a gap in the relationship, which one do you grasp? Which one do you go for? Do you go for, oh, I'm going to believe the best? Or do you assume the worst? Because whichever one you pull from makes a big difference in the relationship. And let me just share something with you too that if you're a Christian, if you're a Christ follower, you should know this. Not only does the Bible tell us to do this, but the Bible illustrates this with God himself. You see, God himself could pull from this bucket when it comes to your life. And he could bring back all of your mistakes and everything you've ever done in all of your lifetime. Not only the words, but the very thoughts. Of your mind, But this is not the bucket that our great God pulls from. He chooses to come over here and believe the best about you, that you can make it, you can overcome, and speaks words of confidence over your life. Aren't you glad for that? See, and if you're not a Christ follower, that, that's one reason to become a Christ follower today is because this is, you, you may have grown up in a church where you thought it was this, that, that God just kind of threw rocks at you. And I'm telling you, that's not the biblical God. Our God hung on a cross for you. And Jesus said it like this, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. That's what Jesus said. There was a book by Buckingham, uh, he, uh, Marcus Buckingham, and he, he studied these things. He, he studied the one thing. And, and this book is about, what if, what if in every area of life there's like one thing that just kind of, you know, would take you, you know, would really cause whatever it is, to to go in the right direction. And so he studied all these different areas. And one area he studied was marriage. And I wonder if there's one thing that matters more in marriage than anything else. So they studied a whole bunch of people who had been married over 10 years, and they were still happy, and they said, what is it about them? And here's what they discovered, and he put it in his book. He says, the one thing was there was like this unrealistic belief in the other person. That, that what they would do, they would even interview the couple. And they'd say, you know, what's he like? And, and then they'd interview him and ask him what he thinks about himself. And what he thought about himself was always less than what she thought about him. And vice versa. In other words, the couple thought the other person was better than the person thought they were and when you do that marcus buckingham said it did this it was like an upward spiral effect in the relationship now i don't know about you but i'll take all the upward spiral i can get in my marriage how about you because there's enough negative that tries to creep in all its own. And if I can make a choice and I can make a decision that will cause an upward effect, I don't know about you, but I want to make that choice. I want to make that decision. And Paul says, that's what love does. That's exactly what love does. And your mind's going to go somewhere. You know, when, when you get the text that says, honey, I'm going to be late, where, where does it go? When, when you get the text, uh, I'm not going to be able to pick up the kids. Can you go get them? When, when you get the text, I, got, I was on the phone with my sister, lost track of time, I was going to cook, but can you bring some food on the way home from work? When you get that text, that message, that email, that voicemail, When you get that message, your mind goes somewhere. And the Bible says where our mind ought to go is in a positive direction. Because true love believes the best in each other. And if you think you're going to win the argument, I'm going to tell you something. You may win that argument, but you're going to lose the relationship. And it's not worth it. Here's the second thing to write down is what are you looking for, all right? What are you looking for? So first of all, we believe the best, not assume the worst. And then what are you looking for? Because here's what happy couples are looking for. They're looking for the most generous explanation they can to put in the gap. They're looking for the most generous thing. And here's what happens. When you assume the worst, you will what? Find the worst. That's what you'll do. You'll, you'll find the worst. If you're looking to pick something out, you, you'll find something. It, it'll, it'll be there. But likewise, if you'll believe the best, then you'll more likely see the best in the other person and and this is what what happens is, is then when you do this psychologically speaking when you make excuses when you when you assume the best for that person even if you're hurt you don't hurt as bad did you hear what i said you you, you don't hurt as bad Even if there isn't a real good reason or whatever, because you chose to believe the best, you caused yourself to produce positive feelings in spite of the situation. Now, where do you naturally go? You know, if you're choosing to believe the worst or assume the worst, then guess what? You are contributing to the demise of your relationship. You're contributing to it. Every time you get that tone, you know, and get that neck going. (laughs) Every time that finger comes up. Or every time that response comes and you hit send. Whenever you go there, you are contributing to the demise of your relationship. Listen even if it's justified. Even if it's justified. The last thing someone wants is to feel like you're disappointed in them. If you are in love with somebody, the last thing they want to do is disappoint you. And when you come across like you've disappointed me again, you, oh, look at this. You know, you're always doing this or whatever. No matter how hard you try, you're never going to measure up. And you feel that way. Let me tell you something. It doesn't draw you to that person. Hello? You know, it's not like, oh, could I just come home early to that? Could, could I just come home early and get a little more of that? No. You, you, what you're doing when you choose to to believe the worst and assume the worst, then here, here's what's happening: you are pushing that person out. You are pushing them away from you. And Paul says, true love doesn't do that. True love brings the person closer. Because it always, always hopes. It always hopes. It always says there's got to be a good excuse for this. There's got to be something. There's got to be something that's messed up. And and I know it's not him. And I know it's not her. I, I know that. And before you think, Craig, my gosh, this is so unrealistic. That is unrealistic. No, no, it's what you did when you dated. And other people came around and they said, I don't think he's all that. And you said, oh, you don't know him like I do. Or when other people came around and said, you know, uh, know, he's got a long, big nose, doesn't he? And you say, oh, it's a strong nose. It's strong. That's what it is. See, when when other people came around and said, I don't don't think she's all that, you said, oh, she's all that and more. See, that's what you did when you dated. So in marriage, here's what you do. You just keep doing it. You, You just keep doing that. What, what drew you together, what po- pulled you together will keep pulling you together as you're married. Nobody wants to feel like they'll never measure up. But when you say, I will trust you, I'll believe in you, you're saying, I always will hope in you. I'll always hope in you. So, here's what this sounds like is, uh, honey... I'm running late, and it says on the other end, well, that's okay, because the main thing is is that you get home safe, and so you just take your time, and and you get home safely, because that's what is most important, and what might happen is you sound like my wife, but you can't be my wife, you know, (laughs) hopefully that's not the case. But but it sounds like this, you know, honey, I forgot to pay that bill. And you say, that's okay. I know we may face a penalty, there may be some extra interest incurred, there may be whatever, but you know what, we'll figure it out. We will figure that, we figured out stuff before. Hey, we'll figure this out. And here's what that does that pulls that person toward you, doesn't it? It it pulls them toward you. And when you do the opposite, what does it do? It pushes them away. Instead of using that gap to make a point, you need to use it to make a promise. And say, you know what? I don't care what happens in our relationship. I'm going to always trust, always believe, always bear all things. And I'm not saying that you don't have difficult conversations. There are times where, yes, you need to sit down and you need to talk through stuff that just keeps happening or, or, or that's bothersome or whatever, that, that's a real issue. Or what I'm not saying you, you don't, that you just pretend things aren't there. That's not what I'm saying. And I'm certainly not saying that if you're in an abusive relationship, listen to me, if you're in an abusive relationship, that you stay in that. You, you don't do that. And you don't have to do that. But what I am saying, in most all relationships, if you want it to thrive, if you want to be happy, if you, if you want to sign up for happy, how many want to sign up? You know, I, I want to be happy. I'm not, I don't want to sign up for, you know, 50 years of misery. I don't I want to sign up for that. I want to sign up for happy. I want to sign up for happily ever after. Come on, somebody, right? Give me some of that. And if you don't want any of yours, I'll take it, all right? I'll take all the happy I can get. Well, Paul says, here's how to do it. You, you believe the best in the other person. When there's a gap, you've got a choice of what you can put in that gap and one thing will weigh it down and the other will lift it up. So what are you going to choose? What are you going to choose? And again, I want to remind you, this is what God does. See, the enemy comes along and he says, oh, don't go to church. You're, you, you know, you're a hypocrite. And, and you can't go to church and be right, you know. You'll never measure up and also you might as well just stay home. And you might as well not go to church. And you're certainly not cut out to be a life group leader. You're, you're certainly not. We all know, I think we all know, that you weren't perfect this week. And you, you have no business doing that. You have no business volunteering to, to be with kids or to be with teenagers and to teach them. Are you kidding me? You, you, you shouldn't do that. There's a voice that wants to weigh you down. But let me tell you something. I've got a Bible full of stories of people who didn't measure up. Who were murderers, who were adulterers, who were all kinds of jacked up people, that God says, I know all about that. Listen, I know I know better than anybody, I know the thoughts. And in spite of all that, guess what I do? I forgive, I forget, and I wash it away, and I make you a new creation in Christ. All things have passed away, and a new has come. How many are happy about that? You know, that's what God does. And so, listen: no perfect people in this church. If you're perfect, you you you're gonna be miserable. I'm just telling you, you're gonna be miserable. And if you think only perfect people can serve and only perfect people can be used of God, let me tell you something: that's what the enemy would choose for you to believe. And what God does is he knows all of it, and he chooses to believe the best in you. And that's exactly what we need to do for each other. Now, let me wrap this up with some words of Jesus, okay? Here, here's the last thing to write down. Ask yourself this question, too. Not, not only you know, are, are you uh, believing the best or assuming the worst, and uh, what what are you... What are you looking for in the other person? But here's the other thing. Are you practicing the golden rule? Anybody remember the golden rule? You know, a, lot, a lot of people talk about the golden rule in our culture, but it's really uh, comes from uh, the words of Jesus. And here's the words of Jesus that we get this from. It is do to others as you would have them do to you. That's pretty simple. And here's here's what I thought this week when I was reading this again. I thought, wow, what would happen if we just obeyed that one? (laughs) You know, just just that one. We, We didn't even worry too much this week about all the other ones. But but we just focused and worked real hard, real hard on that one. How many think your marriage might improve? How many think your employees might like working for you a little more? How many think your your employer would like you working for them a little more? How many believe that you'd be a better student, you'd be a better person? It would be be a game-changer. If we would just do this one. And and so here's the thing. If we'll just put these things into practice, I'm telling you, we can have marriages. Christian marriages can be so awesome that people are like, whoa, hold on. What's your secret? Right? They they would just have to say, I need to know this. What's the secret? Kind of like Marcus Buckingham. What's the secret? What, what's a secret juice? What, what's A secret serum? What, what, what is it? And you can say, Here, here's what we do. We just treat each other like God treats us. What, what would that do? What would that help? Here, here's what I wish. I want the students in this church to be able to look around and find ample examples of the target to shoot for, to be able to say, now there, that's what I want, that, that's what I'd like to have, and, and they may not even have a model of it at home, but they find a model here without, without even hardly looking around, it will just be obvious. And what would, it, what would it look like in our community in Hendricks County here on the west side if every, if every relationship we had looked like the golden rule what if we actually treated others the way we want to be treated and Christians of all people should be good at this because this is how God Treats us. That's how he treats us. And Paul says if you want to know what love is, that's what it does. That's what it always, always does. And research shows that's what happy couples do. So if you want to sign up for happy, this is it. If you're here today, you don't have a relationship with the living God. And maybe you got run off by someone. I want you to know that there's a God in heaven today who loves you, who cares about you, and who, listen to this, who believes in you. He believes in you. Even if you don't believe in him, that doesn't bother him. He still believes in you. But I'm I'm just thinking, if there's a God who believes in me like that, why wouldn't I choose to believe in Him? Let's pray. Father, we thank You today for the generous explanation that can come into our lives when we know You. That, That You... You choose to believe the best in us, and we thank you for that. But God, help us to do that for others. Maybe you're here today, and you say, Craig, I'll be honest. I, I don't always do this, but I want to do better at it. I just want to do better. And in this week, I'm just going to set the target at, at believing the best in my spouse. Or if you're not married, In the relationships you have. If you're here today and you say, Craig, I want to do that. I want to do better at this. I I want the world to be able to say, what is going on in your life that gives you this kind of relationship? Will you just raise your hand real high with mine and say, yeah, that's that's why I want to do better. Father in heaven, you see all the hands that are raised across this auditorium. God, I pray for a blessing on every marriage, on every relationship. I pray, God, that especially as Christ followers, we would would show the way that that students here at Crossroads, that kids would be able to say, that's what I want. I want what they've got. So, God, we thank you that even though we're not perfect, we can have a perfect love. And you show that toward us so we want to show it toward others. Bring healing, help and hope to every relationship in Jesus name. While we're still praying heads are bowed, maybe there's someone here that you would say, Craig when you talk about not being connected to God, when you talk about maybe even being run off from God I I fall into that category I'm, I'm not connected to God. As a matter of fact, maybe you're here today and and you didn't even want to come, but you're here. And maybe the reason why I I, I believe this way, this is how I believe. I, I just don't believe that things just happen. I, I think you're here for a reason. And I think the reason is so I could say that God still loves you, He still believes in you. And even if you've run off and you've done whatever. and well, the, Jesus even told a story about a son that went way off and did all kinds of stuff. But when he came home, his father accepted him. And Jesus said, that's a story about your heavenly father. That's who he is. That's what he's like. And if you're here today and you want to run to the Father." If you you need a relationship with your Heavenly Father, then I know already He wants one with you. So if you say, Craig, I want that in my life. I need that in my life. Just raise your hand right now and just say, yeah, that's me. Yes, I see that hand. Yes, so we're here. God bless you. How many others? All right. All right, church family, let's pray with those who raise their hand. I want all of us to pray and, and just give those who, who raise their hand confidence and just declare this and pray this. And I'm going to pray, lead out, you just follow behind. Let's just lift our voice to, to our Heavenly Father today. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for sending your son to pay the penalty for my sin. I know I've sinned. I've made some bad choices. But today I want to start over. And I want to start fresh with you. So I ask you to come into my life. Wash away my past. Give me a new beginning. Today I believe in you. And I thank you that you believe in me. So from this day on, as much as I know how, I surrender my life to you. Thank you for accepting me as a child of God. In Jesus' name, amen. Church family, come on, let's praise God for those who made that declaration today. Listen, we have baptism class after this service is over, and uh, baptism is all about showing on the outside what God's done on the inside. If you'd like to do that, we'd like to help you to be able to do that. We're going to sing a song as we conclude this service. And we're just going to thank God for the impact He makes on our life to live our lives for Him. Let's just declare this with our worship team this morning. Stand with us. Let's sing it out. And, And then we'll have a closing prayer in a moment. But let's just take a moment to make sure we're centered on Him and focused on Him this morning as we leave this place. in the right place right in him in his love aren't you glad for his love today oh come on praise him one more time for his love his great love i'm going to ask our prayer partners to come and stand here across the front if you need prayer because of maybe making a declaration for christ today and you just somebody else let them pray over you or maybe you're going through something and you just need somebody to pray with you pray for you then uh, come on down and let them pray with you before you leave today father we thank you that we don't have to go the way of the world we don't have to be like hollywood and have all the mess. And of us is going to make a choice when we leave this place, we're going to choose which bucket that we're going to pull from. So God, if we've been pulling from the wrong bucket, and help us to realize that, switch over today so that we can reflect the kind of love that Paul described. Holy Spirit, draw every person who needs prayer down here to the front. If miracles need to happen, I pray that you'll cause miracles to happen. I pray that you'll perform healing, that you'll, you'll do miraculous things before we even leave this place. God, we thank you and praise you for the results of it. For those coming to know you today, we give you all praise in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Thanks for being here. If you need prayer down, let somebody pray with you, pray for you.